Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Friday, 20th day of May, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Here I am. It is X-Fest 22 on sale day. Tickets go on sale to the general public at 10 o'clock this morning. Keep that in mind. As you make your weekend plans, hopefully you pick up some tickets to some X-Fest action. God, please, please. Uh, On top of that, we also have a chance for you to win some tickets today. 311 coming to town tomorrow night, y'all. That is happening at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. We got your hook up to that. Hopefully somebody's going to win some cash today. That's the idea anyway behind the X-Rock Double Dare. That's going to happen at 7.30. We are going to head to Florida for We're Going to Hell this morning. We're going to talk about the lounge at the end of the universe. Big J has got to introduce to you some ideas and ways that you can help out as he looks forward to another year of the Beer Brigade. So we're going to talk about that this morning. It's going to be a busy, informative, and educational Friday. At least I hope so anyway. Plus, you got to hang out at Section 37 a little bit yesterday, huh? Yeah, went down, uh, you know, Adam, uh, you know, he was kind enough, and our friend Cappy, who uh, owns that... um, Section 37. Uh, we're kind enough to come out to the Idaho Horseman game last week, so I drove all the way uh, from home down to uh, the uh, Section 37 here on Chinden uh, for the grand opening and hang hang out and see a bunch of old friends who showed up, and it was a lot of fun, man. Nice. Chucking some axes? I did. I'm terrible. I mean, I'll readily admit, uh, admit that I'm not good at throwing did you an axe. decrease Very, your um, skill set since last time you threw them? Because yeah, I wasn't you were that doing, great. Well, no, I mean, listen, I believe it was your first time, but I thought you were doing pretty good for your first time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's one of those things you need to practice at. It's not it's not as natural thing as you, it looks to be when you see movies and stuff. Were you uh, dropping axes on the floor more than hitting the target? Is that what you're saying? Well, I was hitting the target, but it just wouldn't stick, you know? I see. You were so, throwing them hard enough. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, that or they would end up backwards. Either way, it is a skill, that's for sure, I do not have. Well, uh, like any skill, Big J, you practice it, it will get better. Do you have Absolutely. an interest in doing that? No. Well, you can't say you didn't show up to once. So, thank you to everybody <laughs> right. that joined us yesterday for the big grand opening and having a good time with Adam as he broadcast live from out there. And I'm sure more fun to come with Section 37 in the future. I know we have stuff planned for the excitement to return out there at uh, the Boise State game. So we should have some good times in the future planned as well. Lots of stuff on the agenda today. Let's get started and play some music. Better Better Jam, Pearl Jam, Better Man is kicking things off here this morning on the morning after with Nick and Big J and the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, now would be a good time to remind you that for the last couple of years, you should probably know that Bogus Basin is open pretty much year-round. Sure, the skiing dries up right around April or so, but they've got a bunch of summer things that they're opening for up at the mountain, and that means they're looking for summer employees. So, kids, if you've got yourself a summer free from school, maybe you're thinking about doing this because they're looking to hire about 100 people to take advantage of their summer 
positions. Full-time, part-time positions are available. Uh, they need uh, operators, trail crew, ticket sellers, maintenance, environmental education staff, and more. You do have to be at least 15 to apply, but you got some perks, Big J. Not only do you get paid well, you also get a free summer pass. You Ooh. get transportations, discounts on activities, retail, and food. And their summer fun is expected to open up around June 10th or so and continue into the fall. You can visit Bogus Basin's website if you'd like to apply, but they want 100 people by the next couple of weeks. So I would call that lots of jobs available. Agree or disagree? Yeah, totally. Celtics evened up the series against the Heat last night with an easy win, 127-102 in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if this is an ongoing thing, but am I wrong? Almost every single one of these games is a blowout, right? It seems that way, yeah. Like, something weird is happening in the NBA where there haven't been a whole hell of a lot of close games this postseason. Lots of close series, series that would go to Game 7, but even those Game 7s were blowouts. It's like, I don't know if it's, I don't know what's going on, but Boston ran away with it last night, let's put it that way. They went on a uh, 60-21 run. Uh, to finish out the first half and grab a 70-45 to halftime lead. So, really, the game was never in doubt from halftime on. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Panthers 4-1 to yesterday. They're up 2-0 in that series. Blues even up their series with the Avalanche 4-1. to And that series is tied at one game apiece. So, we're having ourselves some fun. Big J, Stephanie McMahon is Vince McMahon's daughter. Been a big part of the WWE for a while. She is stepping away from the company to focus a little bit more on her family. She is a former wrestler and currently the chief brand officer for the company. But she tweeted yesterday that she's taken a step back. Of course, she is a wife to a wrestler as well, Triple H, who is a fairly big face in the company and the WWE right now currently. They also have three daughters together, so it's time that she is taking a break from wrestling. So you won't be seeing her on any telecasts or see her involved with the company at least for a little bit. Oh, no. So I'm sure she'll be fine if she's doing it voluntarily. But uh, best of luck to her and her family, I guess. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That's the Beastie Boys. That is Sabotage here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And uh, Hollywood's got a problem, and we may have seen, because of the issues that arises, the end of it happening, at least uh, if you believe what you read in Deadline. Uh, Big J, the problem that Hollywood has is merchandising. Uh, Hollywood. And and that is the fact that, you know, uh, a pretty big thing these days is no spoilers. Agree or disagree? Yes. And if not for merchandising, let's be honest, there probably wouldn't be a whole hell of a lot of spoilers out there. Yeah. But it tends to ruin a lot of the plot points and major kind of turning points of movies well before they come out, and in some cases, TV shows. Uh, Star Wars is ripe with these, where if you remember, like, uh, there was a huge deal that there was an action figure released with uh, from Rey from The Force Awakens that had a lightsaber, and everybody was upset that they didn't know she was going to be able to have her own lightsaber, and now you know, and you don't have to go to the movie. Well, I mean, people went to the movie anyway, but my point was, you kind of had an idea where the story was going before you actually had anything you know, in the theaters because yeah. you saw the action figure. Same thing with the Thor Love and Thunder. Now you know the character designs, if you care to look, uh, of some of the characters, and they're like, you know what Christian Bale's characters look like because there's action figures out there already, even though he hasn't popped up in any of the trailers. We haven't seen any official shots yeah. of him. These are things that were done, and it came to a head yesterday 
because the Duffer Brothers, who you are familiar with, the uh, showrunners and creators and writers of a little thing called Stranger Things, are getting ready to debut season four next week of the TV series. And apparently they are livid at Netflix because they greenlit a Monopoly game that is rumored to go around season four that apparently has tons of spoilers about what happens and what's going to happen in the series. And they had a freak out about it yesterday. Uh, they are now Stranger Things is one of those shows that are very secretive. They don't tell anybody anything about anything. And so you'll have to make sense to some of the stuff that you see on the board, but they still were upset that these details are out there, mostly because they were never asked. You know, uh, you sign a purchasing right. deal with Netflix or you sign over whatever deals and they can do whatever they want. And they never said they were going to make a specific season four version of this Monopoly game. And they're like, well, if that was the case, we could have told you some important things to leave out so that you're not, you know, spoiling everything for everybody so they're upset this could lead to at least now streamers and movie companies at least having conversations about when things should drop uh of course you know anytime you you work with the merchandising company they're going to want to know details before anybody else because they have to sink millions of dollars in production costs into these things so all it takes is one dude making one of these figures to spoil it out i guess is yeah. my point but I'm wondering if some of these things are necessary. Like, I mean, is anybody, or I mean, I imagine some people are, but are they making enough of the Season 4 Special Edition Monopoly Stranger Things collector boards that you need to buy that are out there? Well, here's the thing, you know, we, we see the opposite of this with uh, little baby Yoda. Remember when the first Mandalorian season came out? Right. And they, they were like, listen, we're not going to make this... Um, this toy yet because it will spoil this and this is too big to do that and they didn't and it cost them uh, in the merchandise side because everybody wanted everything damn baby yoga at that moment but they couldn't have it because they had to hold on to production of those items because they didn't want anybody to know about it and they did take a hit on some of that merchandising opportunity but you know what? It was worth it, right? Yes, I think so. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. They also did okay. <laughs> you know, it's not like they, they fell listen, on their face. This, they don't care about okay. No, I know. They want every little tiny bit of money humanly possible. But and Baby then Yoda some. is still everywhere. You cannot go. I mean, there's three versions right, of him in the studio. They could have they could have had tens of millions of more dollars. Maybe. But uh, I, I do think that certainly they did all right. I, I, I don't know how many people are clamoring for the uh, season four edition of Stranger Things Monopoly board, I guess is my point. So uh, I'm not sure how much this will impact it. Just know that at least people are a little bit more upset about it. And the spoilers may be a little bit less large in some of these merchandising things because really like we said the only reason why anything gets spoiled these days uh unless you're actively searching for it is when toys come out too early or you see a toy or something uh, or some sort of merchandising event in a store that you were surprised to see morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few minutes we're going to learn about the beard brigade that is next on the x rock Big empty STP here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. There have been some events that have gone on and events that are planned to help Big J out with the Alzheimer's Society of Greater Idaho. And you know what? It's time for big dog time. You know what? It's the beer brigade time. We've been told that you're going to be giving us all the details. So we are ready, sir. 
Yeah, and a little later uh, start here than last year. Uh, we did this in, in March of last year, but um, looking forward to making this uh, happen again. And yet last year's success with uh, basically uh, me just kind of getting de-bearded uh, was really a huge success. Thanks to my friends at the Boise Beard uh, Smith, uh, basically for helping drive this thing. We raised forty five hundred bucks. So uh, you know the goal this year is five thousand dollars. Obviously, uh, raise it up a little bit, and uh, they are coming back to the table with uh, another opportunity for you to win some really cool stuff at the ultimate uh, beardsmithing for a year, which is uh, valued at about 750 bucks, which is pretty cool. It pretty much is an uh, ultimate beardsmithing a month, uh, which is always nice. If you've got a beard or even if you don't and you just uh, want a great haircut and get all the uh, the pampered stuff that happens there, uh, then you can do that, and, and it's always a great thing. Uh, we also have a beard box, uh, a Boise Beardsmith box that is filled with all kinds of great stuff and swag from the beardsmith uh that's a 300 value that uh, is available for raffle tickets so when you go into the boise beardsmith either one of the locations uh here uh, starting probably monday once we get all the materials out there and everything uh the, the raffle tickets and such you can uh, pick up a raffle ticket and uh be in the drawing we'll give that away uh all that stuff on june 17th out at the boise beardsmith here in chinden and uh, have ourselves a little uh, a little get together a little party nothing super organized but just have a lot of fun and then uh, to mix it up a little bit, throwing in the the mix, I'm giving away an Xbox Series X. So that's uh, sponsored by Team Oz and the pre-owned Superstore. And basically, if you go to BigJ'sBeardBrigade.com, uh, I, yeah, I set up I set up a damn website, Nick. Nice. Uh, How'd that go? Yeah, it was fun, man. B-I-G-J. Uh, Beard Brigade is pretty much uh, how you get their Big J's Beard Brigade. Uh, Because a lot of people think that you spell my name with a -A J-A-Y, and so that confuses people. So uh, there is a donation link there. So if you uh, donate through that uh, link that's on there, we'll get you uh, raffle tickets for the uh, Xbox Series X, which I want to give away, uh, which will be really, really cool. So everybody, obviously, even if you're not into getting a a beard trim or haircut or something like that, there's something for you available there in that regard. And then Team Moz, the pre-owned Super store is doing something really cool that you'll be hearing all about next week for their five dollar uh big car sale that they're doing for memorial day weekend at kmart every car sold they're going to donate twenty dollars which is really really cool of them to do Aaron and joel are going to be coming in later uh next week to talk about that so that was a really cool thing that they wanted to set up and do to help out and i couldn't uh, be more grateful for them to do that but this is one of those things where you know listen i hate to make it about me but i'll do anything i can to help raise awareness of money for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. The money goes to help support programs that are so important for people. There's 27,000 folks living in Idaho right now with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia, and there's like 42,000 caregivers for them and there's a it's so hard to be that caregiver and you know my my sister was pretty much my mom's caregiver for almost the entire time that she had dementia and then uh, later in her years we had her in a memory care unit here in the treasure valley but uh, those programs are there to help caregivers they're there to help families to help navigate through uh, the very tough decisions that have to come once you're diagnosed with dementia it's it's a it's a very difficult thing and so i'm very passionate about that 
that. I appreciate everybody who donated last year. But listen, I'll keep uh, keep hitting that because you know it, we've seen what uh, a blank check of money can do for research, and it's incredible. And they're making some real gains in research right now in Alzheimer's, and some treatments are becoming available while very expensive and controversial. They still are being uh, you know worked on, and it's a very young disease when you start to think about it uh, in the terms of uh, how it's becoming fatal. So the more we're learning, the quicker we're learning, the the more opportunity there is to find that first survivor. And so that's what it's all about. So, you know, heck, come on down, hang out at the Beardsmith, get get all done up and make a donation, get a raffle ticket and you win something. It's that easy. So you can buy your tickets online now, is that right? Yeah, you can go in and donate. If you go to BigJaysBeardBrigade.com, uh, there's a donation link there. And then uh, later today or maybe even tomorrow, I'll be doing a live stream and give you try to make it as simple as you can to go donate um, right there. And that uh, will get you some raffle tickets. And then, of course, you can go in starting Monday morning at the very uh, latest to get your raffle tickets for the Beardsmith stuff. Beautiful. And uh, it all cumulates when? Uh, June 17th, so that's a Friday, probably around 5 o'clock or so. Uh, and we'll, we'll be uh, doing a live stream of me getting uh, the old beard shaved off and then, uh, you know, have some drinks maybe there at the Ironwood Social, which is right next door to the Beardsmith, and, you know, celebrate a little bit. Hopefully we'll be celebrating uh, us raising a bunch of money. And that's when you'll do the raffle drawing as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, that's when the good stuff happens, so make sure you check out the website, BigJaysBeardBrigade.com. That's where all the details are, and you can learn about all the prizes and buy your tickets there, but there's lots to happen between now and then, but an opportunity to raise some money and help some great people out. It's a very good thing. Please do so. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I think we can all collectively agree that we as a society rely too much on our phones and a lot of us may be addicted to them. Agree or disagree, Big J? Oh yeah, man. For sure. And listen, there's a majority of people out there that understand that addiction and understand that they are on their phone too much and really just don't want to do anything about it and that's part of what the addiction problem is, but... There are some people that consciously decide, you know what, it's probably not great, not healthy, and not a good thing that I'm always on my phone and always looking at my phone. And so, technical experts have come up with 10 ways on how you can cut your screen time significantly if you'd like to stop having your nose buried in your phone all the time. Number one, reducing non-essential notifications. Making sure you turn off app notifications and things like that. You know, every time you download a new app, odds are... It's going to give you a notification when it's got an update or something like that. Turn those off. That will uh, let make your phone go off less and draw your attention to it less. Number two, enable screen time tracking and time limits for particular apps. You know, you're going to have to do some self-discipline if you truly want to stop using your phone as much. Number three, keep your phone on silent and vibrate off when you're sleeping and then keep it out of your reach when going to bed. That'll uh, make you reach for it less and you won't hear it go off in the middle of the night, disrupting your sleep or otherwise. Yeah, another great option there is do not disturb. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Number four, set your screen to grayscale. Uh, this study found that it makes smartphones way less gratifying if everything's in black and white. You're less likely to go to it if it's not nearly as eye-catching and entertaining as you find it normally. Making everything grayscale will do this. Number five, hide social media apps in a folder off your home screen or even delete them if you can. That's the biggest time suck of all on our phones is whatever social media is your social media of choice number six keep your phone on silent face down or out of sight when not in use throughout the day number seven make it harder to unlock Uh, disable touch id and face identification and use a password instead 
Number eight, turn down your brightness and change the color warmth figure to out of blue light. Number nine, if you can do the task on a computer, try it on a computer instead. And number 10, leave your phone at home as much as you can. Because that is how you cut out phones from your life, or at least become less addicted to them. Not all of these are easy, not all of these are practical, but if that's something that you want to do, these are the tips that you're going to need to knock it off. And some ones that I haven't heard of before. I've never heard of the make your phone black and white one before, but it does make sense to me. If everything was black and white on your phone, I bet you'd find it a lot less entertaining. Unless you like black and white photos. Could very well be. Uh, but if everything is black and white, I bet you that like would suck pretty quickly. Uh, so check out some of those tips if you like to use your phone less. It's a good thing. The Celtics beat the Heat last night, 127-102. to That series is knotted up at one game apiece. Lightning over the Panthers, 4-1. They are up 2-0 in that series. Blues over the Avalanche, 4-1. That series is tied at one apiece. PGA Championship is happening in Tulsa. Tiger Woods pretty much out of the running. Uh, he did not have a good performance. Four over, nine shots off the lead after the first round. Uh, his odds dropped from 50 to 1 to 400 to 1. Now they're just worried about whether or not he's going to make the cut. We'll see what happens. Uh, guess who's in the lead, Big J? Rory McIlroy? That's right, one of your favorites. Are you still a fan of him? I never was. I don't. I thought you were. No. You didn't like Rory McIlroy? No. Well, then now I want to know how come. His name's Rory. That's enough to not like a guy? Yeah. That's a weird reason. I man. know. Uh, not denying it. Guess what? Get ready. Uh, the first of the Netflix series to move over to Disney Plus looks like it's going to get another run. A new Daredevil series is moving forward at Disney Plus. Daredevil ran for three seasons on Netflix. This comes after Charlie Cox reprised his role, and maybe just maybe he's going to be involved in this as well. It sounds like he is. Of course, they also brought back Kingpin from that series in the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. So uh, it makes sense that they're making another one. But this would be the first of the series they moved over from Netflix to get a renewment over at Disney. And this would be, I guess, season number four, right, for Daredevil? I mean, do they start it over? Like the episode series count? Well, we don't know. Do you is the stuff that happened in uh, that the Netflix versions canon for this new stuff? Well, it almost has to be right if they're gonna. I mean, the Hawkeye stuff made a canon, didn't it? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, I literally don't know. <laughs> well, you watched the series, right? Yeah, yeah. And you the, know, he showed up, be, and they yes. talked about the stuff that he did. So it must be canon, right? Yeah, maybe because they talk about his wife and they talk about some of the stuff that Wilson Fisk does. And so you'd think that's canon. Plus, you have the same. I mean, have you ever? Have they ever rebooted something with the exact same people before? Has uh, that ever happened? Yeah, probably in the history of TV. I wonder. Uh, I, I don't know about after three seasons. So I'm guessing yes, it's going to be a continuation. But you're right. We don't know, and we won't know anything until we do know. Who knows if it's a multiverse thing too? It could be a myriad of stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> There on 100.3, VX rocks. Well, let's give away some money on this Friday morning. At least that's the idea anyway. Today's contestant's name is Shane. Hey, Shane, good morning, man. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? We're hanging in there, buddy. We'd like you to win as much money as possible. The maximum amount is $200, and we're going to go double or nothing until we get there. What is the category, Big J? The category is state trivia. How do you feel about state trivia there, Shane? Uh, a little shaky, but I think I might be able to uh -huh. do it. Uh, as a little bit of a hint, every single answer will actually be a state, okay? Not not a city. The answer will be the state. Got it? Perfect. Big J, how hard would you rank these questions? 
for me, difficult. Okay. Very. Well, we'll see how you do, Shane. Uh, let's but I'm an with, idiot, with, Shane. Just remember that. Start with a $50 question. <laughs> uh, which state is home of one of the tallest buildings in the U.S., the Willis Tower, formerly known as the Sears Tower? New York. New York City. Wrong. Oh. That is Swing and a miss on the first one, brother. Sorry. The Sears Tower is located in what city, Big J? Willis. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Willis Tower is what the Sears Tower used to be known as. And the, the, the Willis uh, the, Tower, formerly known as the Sears Tower. And that's in Chicago, which is in what state? Illinois. There you go. <laughs> it took you a second yeah. to answer it, Big J. And you I didn't know a- if you asked me or Shane. Answer so, but oh, I, I knew that one. Well, that was the question you asked, Shane, yeah, so apparently you think- didn't. Uh, no offense. No, to no, you. no. I knew it was in Illinois. Oh, right, right. Okay. Chicago. Nice to Shane, dude. You just he just lost fifty bucks. Sorry, and Shane. And now you're harassing the poor guy. Uh, my apologies to you and your family, Shane. But uh, no, uh, unfortunately, Illinois was the correct answer, and so yeah. we are without any money to give away. I today. think he knew it. I think the Willis Tower thing confused. Him. I didn't know they changed the name to the Sears Tower uh, to the Willis Tower until I started researching well, these questions. Sears is out of business, which, so. which is why I mentioned the Sears Tower in the question because. I had no idea it was called the Willis Tower either, but apparently it is. Uh, there you go. Your next chance to get in on the action, 12.30 today with Jason Drew. More state trivia, and then 5.30 today with Adam. Again, all answers will be states around the run today. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will come back with We're Going to Hell. That is next on the x Rock. The x Rocks. One of our more Florida stories we've had. I was in a discussion this last weekend as I met somebody in Phoenix that wasn't familiar with the term pucket list. And I was like, really? You haven't heard of that before? Weird. But then we got into a discussion where I wasn't sure if it was a thing before the movie came out. Did the movie invent the term, Big Jack? I don't think so. You think it was around before the movie? Yes. I was trying to think about it and I couldn't remember if that was the case. But... Uh, uh, there is a movie called Bucket List starring Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman about list of things that you want to do before you kick the bucket, as it were. Hence, it's called The Bucket List. Things you want to do before you're gone. And I would think that on everybody's list, if they were to put one together, would be some pretty high bar stuff, you know? Things that have avoided you or eluded you in your time on this earth so far that you would like to get done that aren't exactly easy to pull off. But the same can't be said for our story because it involves a 19-year-old named Jan Douglas from Florida that was driving recklessly and speeding in the Florida Keys, Big J. Police noticed her and tried to pull her over. But when that happened, she took off and led them on a high-speed chase. Deputies were able to catch up with her a couple of miles later. They finally got her to stop when she was getting booked and arrested She was asked why she took off running, and she explained that getting arrested has been on her bucket list, and she wanted to cross it off. The officer, of course, was happy to oblige, placed her under arrest for fleeing and eluding police, but what a weird thing to have on your bucket list, number one. Number two, you're 19. What do you have a bucket list for? Yeah, your whole life is a bucket list, dummy. Number three, she said she it was a dream of her since high school. Again, you're 19. That's what, two years ago? At best? Florida, so you're probably still in high school. I would say, yeah, I mean, uh, based well, based on this kind of thinking, she probably flunked out of high school. Could very well be. But it, it didn't do her any good. Maybe it was her way to kind of get out of a list, or out of a ticket, I should say, but it didn't work. So she got arrested, 
She can scratch that off her bucket list, I suppose. So now I guess she has to become a law-abiding citizen for the rest of her life. Agree? Agree. Yeah. And Save also that for the end. Like, you know, when you're close to the end. It's <laughs> a good idea. But maybe if uh, if crimes are on her bucket list, police should probably ask her what else is on it. You know, is robbing a bank yeah, on your bucket list be, or something? Just to, uh, you know, let's, hey, let's see, let's take care of all this at once. Yeah. If there are any other crimes on your bucket list, let us know. We'll keep you on a list and keep an eye on you. But yes, please, don't have crimes be on your bucket list. Not smart. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Math is not one of our strong suits here in the United States of America, Big J. Especially here in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and especially considering, you know, we're basically making up our own math. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. don't use the metric system. We kind of do it our way, no. but we're still bad at it. Uh, and one of the worst things that we're bad at is counting how many of us there are, which is really simple math when you think about it. But don't forget, in 2020, we had the census. Do you remember? Yeah. And I can't imagine it was your responsibility, but somebody in your household filled out a piece of paper that basically said how many people were residents in your particular home to help with understanding how many people moved to a particular area, live in a particular city. It also, you know, directly responds to how much funds your state gets for particular things. There's some pretty serious and significant things attached to your census report. And the audit, the first one of the year released by the Census Bureau yesterday basically said that we severely overcounted or undercounted a bunch of states in our 2020 census. Now, uh, what what ends up happening is they basically just uh, they send out a report that says, mea culpa, our fault, we didn't do this very well, or people didn't get back to us in enough time. But these things have very real ramifications. The states that were severely undercounted were Arkansas and Tennessee. Those, they say, at least 5% of residents were missed. Four other states had significant other counts that could, undercounts that could cost them federal funds. That includes Florida and Texas. That appears to have cost them congressional seats, which is a pretty big deal. On the other side, among the eight states that were overcounted, it appears to have kept Minnesota and Rhode Island from losing congressional seats. And now, I don't know why, but changes can't be made. Once the census is done, it's done. I'm not sure then why you audited it at all, if that's the case. But one would think that either the decision shouldn't be final until you have a chance to double-check your work, or don't do the audit at all. It's just a big waste of time. Right? Yeah, no kidding. But uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, Illinois, Texas were all undercounted. And then Hawaii, Delaware, Rhode Island, Minnesota, New York, Utah, Massachusetts, and Ohio were all overcounted, putting too many people in those particular states. So we didn't do a very good job counting how many of us there are, I guess is what it boils down to. Celtics defeated the Miami Heat last night, 127-102. Jason Tatum had 27 points. Marcus Smart came back at 24 last night for the Celtics. They had been behind 10 points in the first quarter, and then they went on a 60-21 run. The rest is history. They win by easily by 25 last night. Tampa Bay beat the Panthers easily 4-1. Blues over the Avalanche 4-1. Uh, Tampa Bay have 2-0 in that series, and the series is tied 1-1 between Colorado and St. Louis. If you thought we were done with the Ocean's Eleven universe, you are wrong. Margot Robbie is reteaming with Jay Roach, who directed the movie Bombshell, to make a new Ocean's Eleven movie. Apparently, it's uh, set in the 60s. It's supposed to be a prequel to the original Ocean's Eleven, and she is going to star and produce 
the project, and they're hoping for a better reaction than the last Ocean's Eleven movie that they made, which didn't do too well, which was Ocean's Eight. Do you remember that? I don't remember Ocean's Eight. That was the all-female one. Oh, okay. That they put together. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, but not a lot of people saw it, and so that was the problem. But uh, they're going to go back into this. I don't know if that means it's a you know how connected it could be to George Clooney's original Ocean's Eleven, because that took place in modern times. Remember. And now we're going all the way back to the 60s, so maybe it's just a loose connection to whatever crazy-ass universe they're trying to create. The 11-verse, if you will. And we'll see if it ends up working out and people go to see it, but Margot Robbie's on a little bit of a hot streak, so it can't be all bad. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big show at the Rev Center tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night, 311, going to be taking the stage. It is going to be a great show. We're going to get you there with uh, without having to pay. Get your free tickets if you beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. Catches, of course, you have to be able to swing by before 4 o'clock today to pick up these 311 tickets to make sure they don't go to waste because, again, the show is tomorrow night, but... If that falls in your schedule, now would be the time to get on the phone and see if you got what it takes to get some pop culture questions right. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's your name? Zach. All right, Zach, you're up first. Good luck. Zach, this super talented actor starred as Raylan Givens in TV's Justified. Say that again? This super talented actor starred as Raylan Givens in TV's Justified. I don't know anything about that. Oh, man. Oh, no. Wrong. Sorry, man. Thanks for playing. Hello, the X. Obviously, he's not a golfer. This is Paul. All right, Paul. Here's Big J with your question. Paul, this super talented actor starred as Raylan Givens in TV's Justified. Oh, crap. I don't know what. Sorry, man. Wrong. He's nominated three times for Primetime Emmy. Hello, the X. Yes, hello. Hey, here's uh, Big J with your question. This super talented actor starred as Raylan Givens in TV's Justified. Walter Goggins. Wrong. Oh, he was in it. He's in Justified. That's not Raylan, though. Hello, the X. Hello, how are you? Good, man. Here's Big J with your question. This super talented actor starred as Raylan Givens in TV's Justified. Timothy Oliphant. Right. Nicely done. Uh, Nick, uh, by the way, it's Timothy's uh, birthday today. Happy birthday, Timothy. Oh, happy birthday. He starred as this famous hitman in the movie Hitman. Uh, oh, oh, it's a number. Uh, I, I, I'll do with the first thing that pops in my head. Agent 47. Yeah, Is that right. Right. Yeah. right. Good job, man. Thank you. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Mr. T played B.A. Baracus in the A-Team. How would the A-Team get B.A. to fly in a plane or helicopter? They'd have to knock him out. Right. Yeah, man, they would. Totally. Uh, Nick David Boreana starred alongside Emily Deschanel in this Fox crime procedural show for 12 seasons. Bones. Bones is right. Surprised you knew that. Counter terrorist agent (laughs) Jack Bauer is the lead character in which TV show? 24. Right. 24 is correct. Uh, Nick, what TV series showed the first? Interracial kiss on American network television. Uh, that would be O'Hara and Captain James D. Kirk in Star Trek. Damn! All right. There you go. Uh, let's see. Who was the host of The Tonight Show from 1962 to 1992? Uh, 62? Uh, that has to be Johnny Carson. Right. Johnny Carson uh, is correct. All right, Nick. Uh, 
Who are Harry Potter's two best friends? Are we counting Harmony or whatever her name is uh, as a best friend? I don't know. Is that a best friend? I'm going to say yes, and then Ron Weasley. Yes, that's right. All right, dude, you ran the table today. Take that. Congratulations, man. man. What's your name? Morgan. Morgan, congrats. We're going to send you to 311 at the Rev Center tomorrow night. Please hold on one second. Yeah, well, good job, man. I, make I sure you're I, good to go. Yeah, I thought it was a close on the Hitman question uh, there. Me too. I, I don't know why 47 popped into my head, but it did, because I think I've only played like one of those games, and uh, and I did see that movie, but it's been a long, long time. Instincts, bro. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to talk about the lounge at the end of the universe. That's happening next in the x Rock. Oh, man. That's Blink-182, all the small things here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, it's another busy weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe, and our friend Robert from Things & Company Improv is in studio to talk about some of the cool things happening, including another one of the Things & Company shows tonight, correct? Yes, good morning. Thank you for coming in, man. We appreciate it, <laughs> always. This is my headliner voice, because I <laughs> used to be in the background sidekick, and I'm, I'm front and center. You're doing fine. Yeah, we Thanks. Like it. We Thanks. think you're doing great. Uh, it was a busy weekend last weekend for you and this weekend it's things and company time what show are we focusing on tonight uh tonight is the headliner is funny fog which is a local i've seen them do herald i've seen them do mono scene i've said they do great stuff i'm looking forward to seeing what they bring tonight because it's always a surprise and then tonight we're doing a surprise monologist i know who it is but i'm not going to tell you okay and when you say monologist yeah i bet you big j doesn't know what that word is i was so- just gonna say i'm the dumb guy i i have to convince people <laughs> people not to pronounce it monologist okay so it's a monologue uh, yeah we bring from, in we bring something. in a guest yeah. and uh, we take a word from the audience and then the guest tells a personal story from their own experience they don't make it up based on what the word reminds them of and then we do a bunch of uh scenes based on inspired by whatever the celebrity celebrity monologist brings to the table oh wow okay yeah we often talk about it's a fun chain of events. It is cool. We yeah, talk- a couple weeks ago, um, Ellen Smith told a story about uh, her husband insulting her smile and comparing it to the Joker. He meant it positively, and so we <laughs> ended up doing a scene. I know how that could turn bad. I know how that could turn we bad. We ended up doing a scene between. Um, I, I was in love with my wife, whose face was like Two Face. So I was like, <laughs> I love this side of you, but I don't love this side of you. So. Anytime you can make comic book references, this will be a home oh, run yeah. to you, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's <laughs> yep. my home. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about things in company, and you know, you you have been nice enough to kind of let us into your world a little bit. Let's talk about the other guys uh, and gals on the team. How many people are involved in your particular troop? Oh my goodness, um, we're actually in the process of going. Okay, who's core? Who does everything? Okay. We think there's about a dozen to fifteen who who because we have there's a bunch of stuff coming up. I mean, not only to mention uh, this weekend's headliner. Tanya Lee Davis, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock tonight and tomorrow. Um, but Things and Company has our Friday show. We're trying to get a Thursday showcase started, which is a combination of stand-up and, and improv going back and forth. Uh, we do Wednesday workshops. Um, actually, the workshop is becoming a playground where anybody can drop in and play short-form improv games. And then we're talking about a Saturday midnight movie thing where we're going to show somebody wants to show Velocipaster really bad. <laughs> and then we do a director's commentary format um, where characters associated with the movie then talk about that. Uh, but we're trying to figure out, okay, how many people do we have that can cover all these shows? Right. So the community, we bring in folks 
uh, who play everywhere, and I've got open invitations to half a dozen senior improvisers in the community that just might drop in and play on any given night. But the actual things in company staff is about a dozen. Then plus everybody who comes in right. to play. It's a pretty good clip, Man. though. And I mean, yeah. and, and I imagine, as you said, there's all sorts of different games that you play and different shows that you put on. So there are some people that specialize in just those particular things, I imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dee's Notes is very specialized. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all musical improvisers. And the guy who won Octopus Challenge, um, Zach, he's a musician. And um, we have several local musicians. Uh, Chris Cullinan is amazing. Matt Voorhees is amazing. And there's kind of this band forming uh, of guys who jam and who improvise. And so Zach is like a jack of all trades. He can play pretty much anything. But he's also got that specialized skill set that lets him focus in on that show. So we have folks who can play everything like Zach. And then we have folks who just play that one specialized show it's 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 fascinating and exciting and i love seeing this group of people grow and develop and we're actually working on a format called the movie where you simulate a movie on stage and we've done three four workshops on it and everybody in it is going this is the best thing i've ever learned in improv i can't wait to do this you know what you're describing to me it sounds it's more than just a hobby right i mean this is beyond a hobby i I don't want to call it amateurism but i mean it's close because you're putting in so much work and doing so many things and trying to make i i'm guessing a profession out of it well i mean some some people uh, there there's a lot improv is great for everybody because there's people who just want to come get up play and it's good for today right um and it's what helps them blow off steam and and gain community and hang out with people and laugh which is always good for everybody especially these days but then there's some of us that this is our art form and so we we put in thousands and thousands of hours yeah. to get to that mastery level. Um, the movie is my favorite thing I've ever learned. I learned it from Paul Valencourt at I.O. West. And when Sophia pitched a show she called Sequels in the in the finale, or maybe I called it Sequels, in the finale of Octopus Challenge, she was like, we'll take a popular movie and then we'll improvise the sequel to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, we gotta do that. Yeah. And half a dozen people went, I gotta do that. Yeah, and everybody did Titanic. <laughs> Actually, Titanic is one of the ones we use as the example. Yeah, exactly. Like, what happens next? <laughs> so I was like, we need this form because I have all these tools and they'd be perfect for that right. pitch. So let's train people to do that form. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, for some of us, there's always a, a, a gap to bridge from hobby into um, profession. Sure. But that's true of anybody's art form. Yeah. It's true of stand-up. It's true of painting. It's true of, yeah, there's, there's, you do this for fun, but then you go, I'm serious about this and I want to become a master of it. I, I, I don't call myself a master of it. I'm a lifelong learner, and, and I, I cock an eyebrow at anybody who goes... You're a master at learning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take that one. Yeah. I will take that. I will absolutely take that. But anytime I see something, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Explain to me how you think about that. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Robert joins us from Things and Company, of course, performing tonight out at the lounge at the end of the universe. Loungeboise.com is where you can grab your tickets. Uh, we've talked about the different myriads uh, of improv. In your opinion, and I know everybody's different, what is the most difficult form of improv to do? Deconstruction. Okay. okay. Easy. 
And it, it explain like uh, that's a breaking down other forms of it, or what's the actual? No, a deconstruction. Um, I've heard it compared that the herald is algebra and the deconstruction is calculus. Okay. And um, you start with this may get real confusing. You start with two characters um, doing a base scene, and then you break to two more scenes that are called straight absurd scenes. Um, no, 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 no. The t- she has screwed up already. <laughs> the the two two person scenes are each supposed to take one of the base characters and blow out some trait of that character to illuminate the character. Okay. So after you do those two base scenes on the two ba- or the two character driven scenes on the two base characters, you go back to the base scene so those actors can play those characters with the with what they learned from the character driven scenes. Okay. Then is the round of five, which are the straight absurd scenes, where somebody in the troupe has picked up something weird that happened in the base scene and they <laughs> blow that out as a sketch so everybody can see these five weird things that have occurred in the base scene. Then you go back to the base scene knowing these things are the elements you're going to focus on. Then after that third visit to the base scene, you do what's called the run, which is an information dump of anything you came up with that wasn't able to be used in those other two rounds. Once you're done with the run, you come back to um, the base scene for a 30-second button, and you're out. Wow. I've seen it. It took me five times watching it before I I figured out what I was watching, Uh and I've never done it. It's one of those that I want to do because there's a few scenes, there's a few forms that I've seen that I'm like, I've never done that well. Um, most forms I can go, yeah, I, I can handle that. But I've never done the documentary well okay? because it takes a whole lot of mental gymnastics. And I rarely see, I don't know if I've ever seen a deconstruction done well. Yeah, it sounds very complicated. Yeah. You're right, you're right. There's yeah. a lot to break down in that. And uh, so no deconstruction tonight at Things and Company. No, nor, nor no JTS Brown, but it's on the horizon. <laughs> It's on the horizon. I love it. I love it. There's so many different things you can do and learn. And uh, the, one of the things that I love about it, too, is it, it, audience participation is a big part of the show, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, he's talking. I'm talking. No, wait. Okay, this is me. Um, yeah, well, it depends on the show. Up in like like the montage, the Armando is one word, and then you see a 30-minute piece. Short yeah. form usually bounces back and forth because you take a suggestion every – I'm sorry for the dead air. No. Uh, uh, you take a suggestion every game. Um, I do a solo show called Crowd Work that can sometimes be a total conversation with the audience. So it depends on the form. Sure. But uh, the audience drives everything in some way, shape, or form with improvisation. It's a fantastic company, yeah. a fantastic show you're going to see tonight. Of course, uh, Things in Company tonight. you got Tanya Lee Davis tonight and tomorrow night. you got the Idaho Pun Slam tomorrow night as well. So lots of stuff happening at the lounge at the end of the Universe Lounge. Boise is where you can get tickets. Robert, if people want to check out Things in Company, other places they can go to follow you and keep track of what you're up to. Can I mention I'm going to do the Pun Slam as well? Please. I'm, I'm a three-time champion. Whoa. Yeah, uh, and then I was second place November of last year, and then and I was in the semifinals in the December, so that's my wheelhouse. I'm already qualified for December. Uh, Things in Company, our website's live, thingsincompany.com. Just got to spell the whole thing out. Um, there's a link tree there to everything else we do, so if you check out thingsincompany.com, we're also live on loungeboise.com. There's a link for there. There You can get tickets for us through either the Lounge's site or Things in Company's website. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're trying to make our social media presence bigger, but it's all out there. I love it. I love it. So check it out this weekend and tonight specifically at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Again, loungeboise.com where you can grab your tickets. Robert, thank you for coming in, man. We appreciate it as always. Thanks for having me. Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by the Albertsons Boise Open. It returns August 18th through the 21st of the PGA Tour Professionals and amazing concerts featuring Billy Idol Friday night, train Saturday night. Get your tickets today at albertsonsboiseopen.com. 100% of the tickets do support local charity, so it's good news all the way around. Headlines are as follows. Rough day at the ballpark. He's loving it or, oh, okay. Rough day at the ballpark. Meet Grant Harmon. He is from Fayetteville, Arkansas. He was attending a University of Arkansas baseball game on May 13th. The Razorbacks were playing Vanderbilt University when there was an announcement over the PA that everybody needs to stay calm in the stadium because there was a raccoon loose in the stands that was causing havoc in between the 7th and 8th innings. That's when Harmon caught a can on camera picking up the raccoon by the scruff of the neck and carrying it out of the stadium. Oh. He says police advised him to release the raccoon in the parking lot, which he did. He also said he had no previous experience wrangling raccoons, but the bad news is the raccoon bit him a couple of times on the hand. Uh, Rabies! That's right. He said he did immediately leave the game and drive to a nearby emergency room and got his first round of rabie shots that same day, which are never fun, Big J. No. But he did uh, a community service, so I'll give him that. But the video of the footage, which has gone kind of semi-viral, uh, is it's not as easy to catch a raccoon as you think, is the, the lesson that I learned watching that video. This story makes it seem like it was pretty, like, a fluid motion. No. No, that raccoon did not want to be caught, and that raccoon was not happy. It was being held by the scruff of the neck, and it did not look like an easy job to do. So, credit Hello, to you, buddy. Grant. Sorry about all the uh, the rabies shots, though. Hopefully that clears up. He's loving it or, oh, okay. He's loving it. A Wisconsin man who we have talked about before is back in the news because he is the Guinness World Record holder for most Big Macs eaten in a lifetime. And he just celebrated another milestone. Now, uh, Dan Grosky is from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. He set the world record in 1999 when he was able to confirm with receipts that he has eaten nearly 15,490 McDonald's sandwiches, Big Macs in particular, during that particular point. Now, in August of 2001, the book updated the record because he's still keeping receipts. He's up to 32,340, Big J. Jeez. But uh, this week is a big one for him because this is the 50th anniversary of his first Big Mac. He's basically eaten at least one, sometimes two, he says mostly two, Big Macs a day every day for the last 50 years. God, man. He said the only time he missed it was eight days when he was actually in the hospital and they wouldn't allow him to eat the uh, Big Macs as his food. But inside, outside of that, he was good to go. Uh, and so he still has the receipts. He's still planning on continuing his record. And he says he's had plenty of other burgers from other restaurants. He just likes the Big Mac the best, which is why he eats it. But two a day? Two a day is a lot. I was trying to think, like, if there if there was any food item that I have eaten even one a day of for a very long period of time, and I can't think of a streak that long of the same food item. Can you? I mean, I don't think on that regular of a basis. Uh, unless, Tacos would be closest for sure. me. Sure. I I unless we're calling drinks, because you're going to say coffee. I mean, you've had coffee every day of your right. life for the, probably the last 30-plus years. So there's that. But... If we're talking food items, at least one that you have to go out and get, I don't think anything I have. Maybe a granola bar, because I usually have that for, like, lunch. But even then, I'll, like, miss a couple of days during the week. What a great, so, well-rounded lunch. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to uh, to watch the input, I guess is what I'll put. But uh, he's it's not exactly a Big Mac, but it is something. And so he says he's perfectly healthy, so there's that, God, too. What a fatty, though. Two 
two Big Macs a day. But he's not fat. He's like a perfect. I, know, I hate him. I hate him. He's got the uh, metabolism to make it work. Wrap it up with, oh, okay. And uh, here's another story about love taking many forms. There's a woman named Emmanuel Rose who lives in London, England, and she says she's in love with an invisible alien, Big J. And who are you to tell her otherwise? Right. She says she met the alien after posting on Instagram about how she would rather date somebody from a different planet than go on another Tinder date. Well, luckily, this invisible alien's like, I'm going to slide into her DMs. And she claims she was later abducted from her apartment by a UFO that covered her in a beam of yellow light. She then claims she was brought on board the craft and was introduced to her invisible lover, Emmanuel. Uh, that's what inspired her to change her name to Emmanuela, and she says they've now been dating for over a year and they'd like to get married. She also claims that aliens do not have a humor f human form and that physical intimacy with an alien is way better than anything you Earthmen can do, Big J. Do you understand? Yeah. Because they're all made of loving light and pure energy, and therefore we're, we're up against a tough a tough bill to beat. Um, so I'm not sure if they're going to allow her to get married to the invisible alien, um, but I guess it's on the table. Why not, right? But I mean, I guess if anybody's not there to actually say I do, can you be married? I guess that's the question. Well, people marry inanimate objects all the time, so why yeah. not, right? Exactly. Whatever, whatever makes you happy, Emanuela. I hope you and Emanuela are very happy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And we've got 311 tickets at show happening tomorrow night at the Rev Center. Going to be great. You just need to be here by 4 o'clock to pick them up and... Figure out bad impressions, and we'll get you those. 208-287-1003. Big J's got three clues about somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then you are going to go check out some Nebraskan reggae tomorrow, and hopefully that'll make you happy. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. How's it going? What's up, man? What's your name? Ryan. All right, Ryan. You're up first. I starred as John McClane in four movies and maybe one of the best action heroes ever. Bruce Willis. Okay, there you go. Boom! Good job, man. You're going to 311. Hang on one second, Ryan. We'll hook you up with those Beautiful tickets. Disaster. Clues two and three. I lived in Sun Valley and bought up most of Haley, Idaho at one point, including a nightclub called The Mint. Sadly, I've had to retire from acting. And why is Bruce Willis in the news? And this sucks, but also warning, stop having kids when you're really old. Because it makes things difficult sometimes. Bruce Willis's wife struggling to take care of the family in wake of his aphasia diagnosis. So in a recent interview, uh, she said, I put my family's needs above my own, which I found does not make me any kind of hero. That amount of care for everyone else within my household has taken a toll on my mental health and overall health. And it served no one in the family. So she's explained that she's had to prioritize her baseline needs, like exercise, and added, someone told me not long ago that when you overcare for someone, you end up undercaring for yourself. That stopped me in my tracks and really resonated with me. So it's not easy right now because I think they got a young kid, uh, if not more than one, um, and then plus taking care of, uh, you know, Bruce, and I'm not sure what all that entails, but it can't be easy. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a stressful time, and, you know, I'm sure that she's doing the best that she possibly can. But a reminder that, you know what, sometimes it doesn't matter how many movies you've been in or how big of a star you are, sometimes you're going to need help as well. And that's the situation that Mr. Willis finds himself in, and just hopefully he and his family can navigate this through this as painlessly as possible. Yeah. Disagree. 
So uh, keep an eye. But it also is a good reminder that no matter what you're going through or what you're helping somebody go through, keeping an eye on your own mental health is a very good thing that you should be doing, especially uh, during this month. We can focus on that particular stuff. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on The X Rocks. <laughs> Ten minutes away from tickets officially being on sale for X-Fest 22. It is Rockzilla, Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead, That Band, Bad Wolves, and more to be announced. That is happening today at 10 o'clock. You can grab your tickets at ictickets.com, cttouring.com, xrock.com. We'll all have your links. And we want to make sure you do it just in case you didn't take advantage of the pre-sale that was yesterday. There's a chance for you to grab your tickets today, which is always a good thing. Thank you to Robert uh, from uh, Improv, the Improv Troop, Things and Company, for coming in and talking about Lounge at the End of the Universe. This weekend, all the goings-on, including the Pun Slam tomorrow night, which is always a great time. And we even had a chance to talk about Bucket Lists and the Big J Beard Brigade officially kicked off. And you want to make sure you pay attention to that and check out the website BigJsBeardBrigade.com for all the details that we talked about this morning that leaves you with the floor big j yeah in an act of pure irony uh the uh the movie jaws we talked about that last week by the way uh the uh, uh one of the kids who was in this movie jonathan cyril he was uh the kid who was uh in the ocean uh, with the cardboard fin uh, kind of scaring up everybody at the beginning of the movie okay he is now uh just uh, been um elected the chief of police in the small town they filmed that uh, that Jaws movie uh, in that little tiny town. Oh, where is that, by the way? Uh, it is in um, it's Oak Bluff, town. Oak Bluff, Massachusetts. There you go. Well. So he's like Brody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, he does a better job than the chief of police. In the yeah, movie. he finds the whole thing quite funny, but uh, very ironic. It is interesting that sometimes uh, those kids that it was you know that it wasn't like an actor; it was just a kid that happened to live in the yeah, area that's in yeah. that movie. Pretty cool and good for him. Congratulations. Hope next, he's got a bigger boat. Next set of X Rock brought to you by T Mazda and the pre owned superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre approved with T Mazda's I pre check. Just click the big blue button at goteamazda.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you Monday. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.